0: Zindabad! 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 We gotta
1: go. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of SASI's podcast. SASI stands for South Asia Solidarity Initiative. We are a political collective based in New York City. Uh, my name is Teresa, and I'm joined here by several of my uh, organizing collective comrades. Can everyone say hi? Hi, I'm Sheila. Hi, I'm Nang Yeli.
0: This is Nufail.
1: Awesome. Hi, everyone. Uh, so, uh, Sheila, what are we going to talk about today? We know there's a lot of heavy stuff happening around the
2: world right now. So we wanted to actually keep this episode a little bit light and talk about a show that's gotten a lot of attention, especially among South Asians, um, Never Have I Ever by Mindy Kaling. Um, which centers around an Indian-American teenager, Devi, who's navigating life in high school, um, you know, family and friendships, her sexuality, and of course, her Indian-American identity. Um, spoiler alert, we will be discussing things that happen in this show. Um, I'm going to hold off my comments until a bit later. Nangeli, do you want to start off with talking about your thoughts about the show?
3: Yeah, Sheila, thanks. Um, so yeah, when you guys told me to hate watch this show, I really thought, um, <laughs> you know, like as somebody who grew up in the suburbs of Massachusetts, pretty upper caste background, Hindu, super Hindu, I thought I'd be able to like identify with this a lot and like I wouldn't have any good critiques. But no, this show is absolutely terrible. Um, <laughs> it's complete. It's like completely shocking just how how overflowing it is, and like cast Islamophobic rhetoric. Um, the entire narrative, like, just fails to challenge anything fucked up in this world. Um, I actually kind of felt ill after watching it. I felt like I was going to throw up. It was really bad. Um, yeah, I think episode four was probably maybe the most like just obviously fucked up. Um, it was this episode where they're like, where the girl in the show, Davy, and her family, they're like going to this Ganesha puja, and um, there's just all these, like, just gross interactions. Um, There was one in particular where, like, you have this, um, that you have, like, one of the main characters, um, she meets this Hindu woman who is, like, totally ostracized from this, like, super upper caste Hindu community, which, like, is is the only Hindu community shown, right? Or the only Indian community shown in this. Um, And this woman, like, married a Muslim man and, like, had a divorce, and everything went terribly, and, like, the takeaway from it was not, like, oh, like, like, she she failed to, like, Mindy Kaling was not at all trying to, like, challenge arranged marriage or, like, Islamophobia, because the takeaway was, like, this, like, cute, like, laughing and acknowledging that, like, yes, marrying a Hindu, a Muslim man as a Hindu upper-caste woman will fuck up your life forever, and, like, that's it, which is crazy, um, like, what the fuck is this, is this message that we're sending? Um, It's also, for me, it felt like this weaponization of, like, identity politics, because they're really trying to show this main character as, like, this super, like, mentally anguished, like, outsider, like, dark-skinned Indian kid who's, like, super unpopular at school. Um, But, like, she's really part of, like, a super hyper-privileged minority, Um, like, this rich, upper-cathed Bay Area kid who's, like, mom is cool, is, is, like, totally cool with her wearing miniskirts at school. Um, she's, like, she, she, like, her one tragic flaw is that she can't really embrace her Indianness, and her Indianness is, of course, like, hardcore right-wing Sanghi shit, like, Sanghi as in, like, really hardcore Hindutva, like, um, Hindu right-wing Hindu nationalist. Um, so, like, yeah. it, it just makes you question, like, who is this, who is this narrative supposed to empower, um, and why is it normalizing this, like, really fucked-up behavior, um, among yeah. the diaspora? Um, and, you know, the whole thing is just very flat. Um, it's narrated by a white dude, which I think is telling, because like these like dumb white men are really like the best support, um, the best like audience for like shitbag elite Hindus in this country. Um, yeah. They just see mm-hmm. them as like this minority, like brown minority, and that's it. But you know they're not going to question the like classism in the community, the anti-blackness, the um, intense like sexism, Islamophobia. Um, so yeah. Also, as a medical provider, I want to say that. Set like making a, making a mockery out of conversion disorder. Um, the main character has conversion disorder and she can't walk because of like psychological trauma. It's totally like laughed off and it's really fucked up because like of taking care of young people with conversion disorder and that shit is real and needs to be taken seriously. Um, hmm. It's not a joke. Like you don't just recover because you see some cute boy at school. Like bullshit. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> uh, Teresa, you got more to add?
1: No, I just wanna like just say though it was just so such a mean spirited uh like point plot point in the show uh, her her disability in the beginning it's it's used not never used to explore what it might be like to uh, be in a wheelchair but it's instead used to so, sort of add some nonsense empty characterization to her story and to add a particular grief that her character never properly really shows. I know there's that one scene uh, with, her, with her father, but it's not, it's not, it doesn't have depth. It's actually very poorly written and poor, meaninglessly kind of displayed. Um, and I also just wanted to add to the point that you made with the interaction with the inter-religion marriage. The woman, she um, also regrets her marriage later on in that same episode. Right. She says the conclusion that um, that the show kind of does and does nothing with is that, oh, I wish I hadn't, you know, married outside. I wish this hadn't happened. And it's just really strange. And, you know, even including like the uplifting of uh, arranged marriages. Um, Yeah. So so, yeah. So, you know. Unsurprisingly, maybe <laughs> to those who know Sasi, we all like really hated the show, right? Um, I just wanted to kind of talk about a little bit about the um, the the various Hindu tropes that are that were found throughout the show. Um, I think that for me, um, the the straw, the argument that this was not representation, representative of Desis, I think that's kind of a straw argument. There's no one story, no matter what it is, can be representative of Desi. I think that in a lot of ways, this is representative of the Desi experience, a particular kind of Desi Indian experience. And I think what is disturbing is that um, it's presented as Benign or non-toxic. In fact, as progressive desis we should we should be fighting against every value that this family represents, including like including, you know, the uplifting of arranged marriages, the gendered ways in which everyone behaves in the show. So um, so it kind of normalizes, I think, a particular toxic Sanghi Brahmanism that felt so violent. And for me, you know, as I was like watching the show that you talked about, Nangeli, the 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 ganesh puja episode the joke with modi i know it's like one joke but it je- sincerely filled me with rage like that yes. this is this is actually a, a joke that you're making about Modi and 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 it's it's inexcusable so the joke is that you know I if it for for folks who might not have seen it uh, the family gives a ride to a pundit to the to to the airport and the pundits like oh I could have taken an uber and the mom says oh why would you take an uber I that's un, unimaginable that's like asking Modi to take Postmates, you know, like that's impossible to imagine. Um, so it's it's a mild joke, but it's actually not right. It normalizes this genocidal figure, and it's written and produced in a moment when um, when Mindy Kalen made the show, and right now there is millions of people marching against Modi in India, and there were thousands of people marching in this country in this city, you know, in New York City. So this massive yes, movement yes. is happening, right? And Mindy Kaling is making these jokes and that. What that tells me how clueless and disconnected she is, and how much of Mindy's desi network is Sanghi. And I, for me, that that is very clear. That her desi network is Sanghi. Otherwise, you would never, you would never write this, and you would never write this piece into it and try to normalize it. Um, so, yeah, so I, I felt like there were multiple kinds kinds of ways in which um, I saw many hindatwa sort of tropes besides the obvious things. But there was also like uh, the ways uh, there was that very strange thing with the merit uh, Indian Americans are hurt by affirmative action uh, piece. Uh, that was just a very strange scene in the ways in which I think a lot of Sanghis tried to access this. You know, we, there's you know, we are we are people hurt by racism, right? We are people hurt by racism. And the one of the ways in which we are hurt by racism is, oh, look, uh, affirmative action. That's a very right-wing trope. You know, it has a very right-wing, right-wing uh, Indian-American, in Asian-American uh, movement in this country. And Mindy Kaling just kind of um, has this character, the AV character, uh, uh, you know, this, you know, Process the unfairness of not getting into Princeton, even though she's apparently you know gets all the grades and is perfect in all these ways. Um, so it's 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 really obnoxious in that way, um, also. So I'll, yeah, these are other things too, but I'll I'll stop there.
2: Yeah, I completely agree with you. all. It was so difficult to watch. I was cringing the whole time. And I think the most like disturbing part of this whole thing has been how many South Asians have actually been praising this show. I know many people have felt like seen by a brown protagonist on screen, but like, this is the problem with representation, sort of politics. It gives you this like illusion of like real progress without actually changing. Anything changing any sort of narratives like another model minority trope, but this time as the protagonist? Like, what is so groundbreaking about that, and actually, there yeah. is an excellent article critiquing the show called "Never Have I Ever Seen a Show So Castist and Racist" by Monica, um, and I think "Where Your Voice," where she articulates very well the difference between um, representation and equity, right? Because like the biggest failure of this whole liberal representation project is that even when we get quote unquote diversity, it is such a dominant and, and elitist often white supremacist narrative that does nothing yep. to challenge the status quo y'all have done such a good job at outlining all the fucked up shit about the show but like let's just take the example of their family saying that they're preserving their f- roots by keeping vegetarian um mm-hmm. even after immigrating to america and that seems like pretty innocuous but actually that type of exclusionary thinking has a very violent history well not even a history it's happening right now in modern day India for both especially Muslims and Dalits specifically who are being lynched uh for being found with meat right so like to put I don't know to show that off as like a badge of ant. Honor, you know, of somehow Mm -hmm. being like a good immigrant was so wild to me. Like it's just, and and another thing is like there is no consistency when it comes to this aspiration for representation. In fact, there is a lot of amnesia going on here. So you can have other quote unquote right, like progressive daisies, someone like Hasan Minhaj, who arguably like has been more critical of the Modi government, who himself tried to cover how the Modi that event in Houston and was kicked out of it even he came out and gave the show like a shout out despite its normalizing of that very um genocidal government and to me like no like that's really untrustworthy it's nothing to aspire to and you know now a lot of desies are coming out of the woodwork to show for example solidarity against white supremacy and committing to addressing like you know, anti-blackness in their own families and communities, which is like, great. But I'm like, what is it that prevents you from saying anything about Brahmanism
1: and Islamophobia
2: mm-hmm. and casteism? Like there is mm-hmm. footage of atrocities against caste oppressed folks every single day. And it's just, yeah. it's just so frustrating because, you know, people like Priyanka Chopra can come out and post about justice for jo- um, George Floyd, but not yeah. ever utter a word about the pogroms that took place against Muslims under under Modi just a few months ago, who was mm-hmm. actually invited to her, her wedding. You know, yeah. she, she can make a call to end hate while still being a nationalist and promoting um, war. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually i want to plug in again a really great article again about um i think it's called uh, how uh, brown girls solidarity harms us all by then and Charmin, um at equality uh, labs that goes into this um and so yeah. it's like we don't want this empty meaningless solidarity which is actually all about still preserving power and doing what's convenient like don't be selective yeah. be intersectional in your rage so I guess just to uh, come back to the show, I'm just going to end by saying like, if you were able to sit through this show without getting turned off, without getting triggered, without getting disgusted, that's like a privilege, you know, and I would just say interrogate why that is. Why were you able to sit through like genocidal jokes through Islamic "Quote unquote quam, uh, comedy, Islamophobic, sorry, comedy, and this reverence to priesthood that, for you know, centuries has oppressed minorities. Like for me, that's just part of a very like ethno-fascist reality currently going on in South Asia. And Mindy should have known better, but yeah. actually, like you were saying, like she has a very sungi like India network. So you know what? She knew. She knew who she was targeting." <laughs> Um, yeah
0: if you look up wikipedia and see what the uh, description of the show says it says it's an, it's based on mindy kaling's childhood experience mm. yeah and it also it also goes on to say the series has been described as a watershed movement for south asian representation
3: <laughs>
0: and, and it's been praised for breaking asian stereotypes
1: Embarrassing, embarrassing. Okay, I embarrass what us. stereotypes, yo?
2: Like it's literally. I mean, it's was base the, the, Exactly, everything was so caricatured there. Yeah. You know, like not just South Asians, but even like the black characters.
3: Like it was yeah. just, just yeah. It was so embarrassing. All the all the people characters in the show are just props for, for mm-hmm. the Asian main character. They didn't have yeah. no no depth at all.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, please. I think. So in one way, this show represents everything that's wrong with the Hindu nationalist culture in India, what mm-hmm. we've been yep. fighting for. Um, and if this is what the Indian diaspora in US represents, then we have a lot to think about and question. Yeah, That's mm-hmm. why SASE, organizations like Sathi <laughs> and Equality Lab exist.
3: Yeah. 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 I mean that's I th- why it made me feel so sick too. Cause like you're just watching and you're like, wow, this is what we're up against. Like this is the fucking normalization of like fascism and genocide. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I think the year is 2020. I think it was
1: never okay to be apolitical, but I cannot imagine where information and videos and what is happening to Dalit and Muslim and Kashmiri bodies mm. uh, when that is so available to us to make to sort of be comfortable with this empty husk of what South Asia is is unacceptable. It's unacceptable in today, in, in, especially today, you know, mm-hmm. in, in sort of the world, the digitized and information heavy world that we live in. There is no excuse. You know, there's no excuse for you to not know what is happening when millions and millions of people go out in the street and say that there's a genocide happening and you're, I mean, I I don't think that, I think the article that uh, Sheila, you pointed out really beautifully brings out how... Uh, in this moment right now, you cannot not mm. pretend like that's not a reality in which we are facing. You cannot simply pretend that India, when you know India is like this ancient heritage, nonsense, garbage that has been fed to us through Bollywood and through a lot of kind of sanghi, uh like spiritual culture, yoga, RSS, bullshit. A lot of that has 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 had decades of work in the diaspora, and we can no longer pretend that that's that is the reality of what 's happening you know that that is it 's no longer okay to sort of just sit back and be comfortable with India as this benign uh, benign state you know you know as it is. Uh, You know, increasing its brutal occupation of Kashmir as it is using the pandemic to crack down further on Dalits and Muslims within India. And then you have like these sort of empty, uh, uh, you know, empty kind of uh, aspirations to heritage and spirituality and roots and ancestry none of that has any meaning if, if it's not grounded this kind of empty nostalgia uh, if it has no meaning uh, to anything or any kind of historic reality it's just not acceptable it's it's it simply isn't
2: yep it's really not
1: um, well said. Well, on that note, we
2: are going to end our podcast episode, y'all. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to us. You know, this is such an uncertain um, time, but we are going to try to do a lot more of these and we have, you know, many ex- important sort of topics in the pipeline so hope y'all will tune in for those and if you haven't already please follow us on all social media platforms we are south asian solidarity initiative stay safe and see y'all next time